parliamentary candidate here in Rochdale, uh, with the support of so many members. The battle now starts and we're going to go out there and knock on every single door and make sure we get support for Labour and send Rishi Sunak a clear message. Enough is enough after 14 years of neglect. जी मुझे भी बहुत खुशी है कि अजहर अली हमारा जो भाई है यहाँ सेलेक्ट हुआ है राजदल में लेबर पार्टी की तरफ से अजहर एक बहुत ही तजर्बाकार सियासतदान है जो हमारी खुशी और गमी को समझता है और हमारी ये जरूरत है कि हम एक मजबूत आवाज को बरतानिया के पार्लियामेंट में पहुँचाएं और ये एक सुनहरी मौका है हमारी कम्यूनिटी के लिए कि एक तारीख बनाएं अपने फ्यूचर जनरेशन के लिए भी तो आप अजहर की मदद करें और इसको एम पी what you have just seen is footage of Azar Ali, a parliamentary candidate for the forthcoming Rochdale by-election. Azar Ali opened his campaign speaking through an interpreter. That's because those living in Rochdale no longer speak English. But maybe that's not phrasing it correctly, as it's not like the people of Rochdale forgot how to speak English or gave up speaking English in favour of a foreign language. What happened is those people who did speak English, the people who built the town, were replaced by people who don't speak English. And before anyone asks, the answer is no. The people who don't speak English are not newly arrived migrants. They are registered voters who live in or own property in the constituency. The people who need to be addressed through an interpreter are, for the most part, second or maybe even third generation migrants living in England who don't speak English as a first language. That's because they don't need to, because Rochdale, like many other towns or areas within larger cities, have been so completely transformed by migration that they are now effectively foreign outposts on English soil. But was there any outrage over this? No, not that I saw. I didn't even see a story in the Daily Mail about it. It was just taken as par for the course. The new normal, if you will, and something that will no doubt be ever more common in the coming decades. I did, however, find one hilarious article about this issue over on some absolutely awful fact-checking site called Full Fact, which would be more accurately titled Full of Bullshit. Full Fact was quick to debunk any rumours that the candidate himself didn't speak English. Slow hand clap for the dribbling liberal who missed the point. The candidate obviously speaks English. It's the fact that such a significant number of voters within the Rochdale parliamentary constituency don't speak English that has caused a stir on social media. Anyway, I didn't see any stories in the media about this, as it's probably just taken for granted now, and maybe, to some, it is a sign of how wondrous and diverse modern Britain is. And many would look at this situation and draw the conclusion that Muslims in places like Rochdale are now firmly in control. Muslims have come to Britain, grown in number, completely colonised certain towns, and as a result, they are now the ones running local politics to the point where elections aren't even conducted in English anymore. So, which party is Azhar Ali representing in this election? Well, of course, it's the Labour Party. Or it was. He has in fact now been suspended from the party. What? I hear you excitedly say, the sound of expectation in your voice. 
Maybe a mainstream political party acted over this outrage and suspended a candidate for acting in a way that may exclude or disenfranchise white British voters. But don't be ridiculous. That would never happen. Labour would never do such a thing, and neither would the Conservatives for that matter. Labour suspended Azhar Ali and withdrew their support for him, not because he was pandering to the Muslim vote or delivering his election pledges in Urdu, they withdrew their support for him because he said something critical about the state of Israel and about Jewish control of the media. You see, Azhar Ali crossed the line. The line that really matters. I read this from the BBC, and I quote, Labour has withdrawn support for Rochdale by-election candidate Azhar Ali over comments he apparently made about Israel and Jewish people. Labour had stood Mr Ali when he claimed Israel had allowed the 7th of October attacks by Hamas as a pretext to invade Gaza. But it changed position after Mr Ali apparently also blamed Jewish media figures for fueling criticism against a pro-Palestinian Labour MP. Mr Ali has been contacted for comment. He will still be listed as the Labour candidate on the ballot paper, as under electoral law it is too late to replace him. However, it is understood Mr Ali has been suspended from the party pending an investigation. End quote. You see, there's one thing you simply can't do in UK politics, and that's criticise Israel or Jews. No matter who you are, no matter whether you are a parliamentary candidate or a sitting MP, whether you are black or Muslim, if you criticise Israel in any way or make comments about Jews, you are for the chop. You will be suspended, expelled, sanctioned, and both the Conservatives and Labour will do anything they can to silence and punish you. And since October of last year, we have seen several MPs on both sides of the illusory political divide pay the price for opening their mouths. The Conservative Minister Paul Bristow was sacked from his position by the Conservatives for, wait for it, calling for a ceasefire in Gaza. This isn't a joke. I read this from the BBC and I quote, a ministerial aide has been sacked from his government role after calling for a ceasefire in Gaza. Downing Street said Paul Bristow had made comments which were not consistent with the principles of collective responsibility. In a letter to the Prime Minister last week, Mr Bristow said a permanent ceasefire would save lives and allow aid to reach those who needed it most. The government supports humanitarian pauses, but not a full ceasefire. End quote. And Labour is no different. Azhar Ali isn't the only candidate who has been suspended whilst campaigning. Graham Jones, a former MP and another parliamentary candidate, was also suspended just days after Azhar Ali. But what was his crime, you may ask? Well, he had the temerity to suggest that British citizens travelling to Israel to take part in the Gaza genocide should be prosecuted. I read this from Sky News, and I quote, Mr Jones, the former Labour MP for Hindburn, who lost his seat in 2019 and is seeking to stand again, is alleged to have said that UK citizens who volunteer to fight for the Israeli Defence Forces should be locked up and that it was illegal for them to fight for Israel, according to the website Guido Fawkes. End quote. 
and Labour haven't just suspended parliamentary candidates. They have also suspended sitting MPs. In October of last year, they suspended Andy MacDonald, MP for Middlesbrough, for daring to call for peace. I read this from the BBC, and I quote, Andy MacDonald has been suspended as a Labour MP after the party said he made deeply offensive comments relating to the Israel-Gaza war. In his speech at a demonstration on Saturday, Mr MacDonald, a former shadow minister under Jeremy Corbyn, said, We will not rest until we have justice, until all people, Israelis and Palestinians, between the river and the sea, can live in peaceful liberty. End quote. And this is all really interesting. Not least because Britain has a rapidly growing Islamic population, one that both parties have attempted to court to differing degrees. The Labour Party especially have bent over backwards to suck up to and appease the Muslim community. Something that has led certain people to erroneously claim that Muslims run Britain. But they don't. Muslims may have a grip on local politics in areas that have effectively been colonised. But those who hold real power on a national level, over parliamentary politics, over the seats of power where the real decisions are made, those people are Zionists. And those people wield their influence for the benefit of the State of Israel and for the Jewish community. Muslims may well be higher up on the pecking order than white Britons. That's a given. And the state's cover-up of the grooming scandal effectively proves that. But Muslims aren't top of the tree. They aren't the ones in charge. They are just favoured above the indigenous people. And if you want to figure out who is really in charge, just find out who you aren't allowed to criticise. Just like Azhar Ali did.